So good morning once again. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Coffee with Carrie. I see some of you are just getting over the snowstorms. Are you sending it to Illinois? Are you sending the snowstorms to Illinois? Today, I want to talk to you about nine systems for, you know, it could be for 2022. It could be beyond nine systems every real estate agent needs. And some of you might be watching and you might not be a real estate agent. You can take everything I'm saying and just put it into practice for your business. Everything we do every single day can be put into a system. And some of you have seen my goal for 2022 is I'm doing 10-minute videos on YouTube with purpose. There's 10 minutes. I think I'm on episode five for 2022. And I'm also going to start kind of sharing my journey as a real estate agent on Carrie Joe Little and then on my company page. I'm going to I'm going to give people tips on working with buyers, sellers, et cetera, but I'm going to talk to the consumer. So come follow me, check it out. You know, you we're not all in the same area. We all have a different network. And you typically, you typically end up working with the people you already know until you start to build your business. So when we talk about systems today, when we talk about systems, when I started selling real estate, and some of you, this is how some of you feel. You feel like you're being fed with a fire hose. You feel like, what? You mean I have to learn the business again? Or maybe you're in the business and you're just winging it. I was having a conversation with an agent this morning. I was up. I just wasn't up. And we were talking about CRMs and we were talking about managing our systems. And here's the one thing that I realized as a managing broker or, you know, in Illinois, we're managing brokers. So here's what I learned is I get referrals all the time from agents outside of Illinois or downstate. And, you know, and I take, I was taking the lead and I was reaching out to the client and then the client always wanted to talk to me. I was like, nope, 2022, we got to do this differently. We have to. So if someone reaches out to me, I right away say, you know what, we would love, you know, Caremark Realty Group, we have maybe 29 agents as of today, 30, 29. I got to go do counting again. This is the season of recruiting. But anyway, so um, my I tell whoever sends me the referral, thank you so much. We have 30 real estate agents. What area are they looking in? What area do they want to list in? And then I figure out the best agent and that agent's getting the referral. And guess what? I'm not really even getting a commission now, maybe my husband's like, yeah, Carrie, you should take an extra 10%. I can hear him. I can just see him saying that. But here's the point is I can't service everyone. I cannot service everyone. Now, there is one listing that I'm going to take. I'm not going to do, I'm going to do the back end work because it was referred to me from a leadership academy. So I got to do it. I got to do it. It's not an option. So for those, so here's my point is sometimes you need, if you're doing too much, I, I, I think I'm always told I carry the award for hashtag DTM, doing the most or doing too much. You might need to figure out how you can adjust. And so when we talk about systems today, and I'm going to rattle these off real quick, and then I'm going to come back to a couple of them. So when we talk about systems today, some of you need to take a second. Sometimes your companies have already given you a system. I give all of my agents systems, but you know, it's still, I still got to, you still have to use the system. They get a, let me see. Do I even have it down here? Maybe. I'm, I'm afraid to move stuff. 
Oh, yeah, I do. Something's going to fall. So every agent gets this. Agents that have left my company still have it, and they can still use the same systems. Um, it's been updated and, and improved, and it's now in a digital format. But I have, I mean, I literally have systems in here. Um, so, and, and I might even show you some, so I'll keep it up here. So when I talk about systems today, here's my best tip. First of all, I might have to put the link in my bio. Everyone should read the entrepreneur myth, which is the e-myth, e-myth. I'll put the link in my bio. It might even be um, in my Amazon store already. So the e-myth, we're all entrepreneurs, whether you are a realtor, real estate agent, loan officer, managing broker, you're thinking about owning a company. We are all entrepreneurs. So I need all of you, if you read that book, you'll realize you really do need to figure out your systems and you need to write them out. The one, the, one of the best things, I'm just going to say it, that Barry Warner did for me was they had packets in files in, in a drawer and I was able to actually just grab what I needed every day. So what they did for me is they told me that when I opened my company, I needed systems. So for all of you, you need systems. So if you are a new agent and you're going through a transaction, I want you to take a second. Once you get through that transaction or even during the process, I want you to write down what it was like and be willing to adjust. And then when you went through the process, were you winging it or were you, do you remember what you did? So here are the nine systems I'm recommending. There's always another. So this is not your dream list but these are some of my top systems. Number one, you need, hey, Indiana, California, Arizona, you need a, in no specific order, but this one I think is important. You need a lead generation system. You need a sales phone. You do. And if you missed uh, my Power Hour Master Series, you can catch it again on YouTube. Number two, you need a buyer transaction, man you need a buyer transaction system. Um, and then under that, you're going to have additional systems. So you need a buyer transaction system. So that's number two. Number three, you need, and I'm not even talking about any of them yet, you need a seller transaction system. If you're a loan officer, the same thing applies. If you are someone in, if you are in the trucking business, if you are in the education business, you need a system. So um, you need a seller system. Number four, you need a marketing system. So, and, and some of these you might say, well, here I can put marketing under lead generation. You could, but I just want to make it simple. So number five, you need a social media system. And again, you could say, well, Carrie, I could put social media under marketing. It might be different for all of you. Number six, digital marketing. Number seven, most important to me is you need a follow-up system. Because remember at the beginning, I said, Many times as real estate agents, that's the one thing we do poorly. The number one complaint from consumers is that we don't follow up. We don't have a follow-up system. This is why you need a CRM. If you're in the agent journey, I gave you my affiliate link under um, uh, tools, tech tools or something like that, where you can sign up to use a CRM. And I use LionDesk. I haven't used LionDesk for the agents in my office. Um, number eight. You need an after you close system. You do, you need an after you close system. And I'm gonna build one of these out while we talk. And then number nine, you need a networking system. Now these are just some of the, my top nine, 
but you could definitely have more. So I'm going to read them real fast again, and then we're going to talk about a couple of them. So number one, lead generation system. Number two, buyer transaction system. Number three, you need a seller transaction system. Number four, marketing system, social media, digital marketing, follow-up system. Then you need an after you close system, and then you need a networking system. So, and I'm going to start with, because I see my friend in, um, I, I can't see, I, you know, I need my glasses on, but I see at something Schneidler sells, something like that. So I'm going to talk about the networking system. You need a networking system because you need to build relationships. Because if you have the networking system and you're building relationships, uh, relationships, then the lead generation system is a little bit easier. So when we talk about networking systems, let's talk. Some of you, um, you're in the new, the, the agent journey membership and the Facebook group has become a new networking system. But some of you need to get into other networking opportunities, whether it's on Facebook, whether it is on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is still a thing and it still does work. My sister has been proving it because her followers keep going up. So you need to you need to get out of your own sandbox and you need to go play, play in some other people's sandboxes. So I have um, I'm in another coaching group that is not real estate because I need different motivation and not just real estate. Now, I love all of you because you motivate me and I see all the things you're doing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that. Or I follow other people that are not in real estate so I can go, you know, implement some of the strategies that they've implemented. So. Um, yeah, and if you are, if you're someone that was looking at the agent journey, the link is in my bio there, it, you could still join. So when I say networking, number one, you know, depending on how comfortable you are, you got to get outside. You have to get outside. So you need to join other real estate groups like Women's Council, NAREB, um, Nagel Rep, I think that has changed. The name has changed. Um, ARIA. You need to get involved in other networking groups because there's nothing like knowing the real estate agent on the other end of the deal. And you get referrals all, all, all over the United States. So that's the other thing you need to do. Um, when it comes to networking, you need to go to, you might even say, you know what, I'm going to do Toastmasters. That becomes a networking group. Some of you, your networking groups could be the alumni from the universities you've um, gone to. So when they have an alumni event, show up. Go show up show up to the, the events, go join those groups on Facebook. So when we talk about networking, you know, I'm in all the groups. I'm in the real estate groups. I'm in, uh, Marky and I have Real Estate Live. I have Smart Girl Media Live. We ha I have the private group, six and 12 um, with Marky. So I'm a member of her group. People are in the agent journey. I, you know, I'm in, um, it's, I think it's black real estate agents. I, like there's, the sky's the limit, but they're all real estate. So I need to be in different groups. So I am also in a, you know, in a marketing group outside of real estate. So when it comes to networking, you have to get out. You got to, you got to change your, you, you got to change your space. And you also might want to go connect with the people you went to grade school with, high school with, and college with. But some of you are like, no, Carrie hated them. I get it. I loved high school. Loved high school. Loved high school. But when you go to these networking events, don't be the person, oh, I almost wished I had my a business card in front of me. Don't be the person that just says, here's my card, here's my card, here's my card. I'm a real estate agent. Now, I'm not going to say that doesn't work because it does work for some people. But when you go to these networking events, get to know people, connect with them on social media. Don't just take their business card, scan the business card with Evernote. You guys know how to do that? And then you can connect with them on LinkedIn. 
there's still something about business cards. Now, if you have a shiny business card, it doesn't work as well. So you got to get outside. Now, I'm going to jump um, back up to my number two. I got no tip of it, right? I'm going to jump back up to my number two. So when we say a buyer transaction system, and, and type in the feed, when we talk about buyer transaction system. So for those of you that are here live with me, if you're watching the replay, I'm going to repeat anything I see in the chat. And if you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to repeat it. So when we say um, you love Cam Car, but Evernote sends it right to LinkedIn. So when we say buyer, a buyer system, what does that look like? So I'm so number one, you need under the buyer transaction system, you need a type in the feed. What do you need when you work with a buyer? Number one, you're going to need your consultation. I'm typing this out so I can maybe share it later. Number two, once you have the buyer consultation, what's next? What, what else is a part of this system, right? Home search. And this could be, you, you could build this out even more. And then after the home search, right? And they're ready to write an offer. What's, the, what's next? Hey, Lewis, what's next? So they're doing their home search. You, while they're doing their home search, you might have an email drip campaign to follow up, right? Because they've looked at homes. You might have pre-created emails um, yeah, the consultation. Yeah, there you go. Let's, let's put that in. You have your consultation and then, then there is the, they work with their loan officer. Like that, Lewis. What else? You have, and if you're on a team, it could be you send them to the buyer rep. So you have your home search. You put them on an email drip campaign. You, you might even have things pre-created that's not in the drip that says, you know, I know we looked at home yesterday. Is there, do you have any other questions? Because we, you know, this is what we do well, especially new agents. And I shouldn't say, well, maybe it's poorly. We go show houses and we forget to ask for the deal. We forget to say, These are, do you have any questions? Do you like the home? Is there something we could do differently? You've got to ask the questions because if you don't ask the questions, they might be thinking it and they don't think you're professional. So you might even have a system that goes over what you're going to talk to the buyer about. And let me say this to all of you who are new or you've never done this. When I was a new real estate agent, I was never afraid to bring the paper with me. Some we've been watching shows and you're like, why don't they have the listing sheet or why don't they even have home snap open? You're like shocked just like I was, right? So don't be afraid to bring the paper. And you might bring, if you're new, look, talk to your managing broker, sit down, write some of those questions out. You might write out some of those questions um, and it might be, you know, you get to the home and you, we, we watch HGTV, love HGTV. And you go to the house and you're like, hey, this is the living room, you know, no. You walk through the house with the property, with the, with the client, you ask, you ask them, do they have any questions? Was this what you were expecting? Like you might have a list of things of, right, <laughs> I see that comment, Kimberly. You might have a list of questions that you're going to ask because you don't know what to ask when you walk through a property. You might say, I want to shadow another real estate agent, but you might say, you know what, I'm going to do it a little bit differently. So when I go through a property now, now, first of all, I think I was just good at this because I like to talk. I'm talking to you and none of you are talking back. I'm just reading the comments, right? So, uh, and I love it. Always take the MLS copy for the client. And this is because I don't like paper anymore. When I get to the property, now here's a couple of things I would do. So we can add this to the, um, when, you, when you're doing the home search and you're starting to preview homes. I should write that, previewing homes, right? So when you, when you get to the, when I go, before I go, I email the properties to the client. 
If you have, if I know you have an Apple device, I send them to you in a PDF. You can open them up on your, um, uh, why can't I think of it? iBooks, iBooks or Evernote. So that's one thing you could do. Or when I get to the property, as soon as we get there, when we walk in, if I couldn't get you to sign up for HomeSnap, you'll be signing up for HomeSnap before we leave. I send them a text of the property so they can scroll through and they can look through it. And then if they have any questions, they can just text them back to me. Here's the other thing you can do that you don't know. For those of you that have Cloud CMA, did you know? Class coming soon. Did you know in Cloud CMA, when you send, you can send the, the slideshow version to the client and they can take notes on every listing. And here's what's cool. When they take notes in the digital version, it talks back to Cloud CMA and you can see all of their notes. Wow, right? So we got home search, we have an email drip campaign, and now they're ready to write an offer. What does that look like? So you might have your write and offer list. What does that look like? You wrote the offer. Then as soon as you write the offer, you email the offer to the listing agent. When you write, and some of you, do you just email the listing? Tell me in the chat, tell me. And then I get a message. This is what I get. Because if you're my agent and you didn't follow up the way I'm going to tell you to follow up, I'm, we got a problem, right? So as soon as you email the listing, you, you send a text to the agent and say, hi, this is Carrie with Caremark Realty Group. And I just want to let you know that I just emailed a listing, a, um, an offer to you in the subject. It has my name with the address and the buyer's last name, right? Send it. I, I typically don't send it via dot loop or DocuSign because I don't know if the agent on the other end is tech savvy and it will often end up in um, junk mail. So I, if I don't know what you use, I'm not sending it that way because that's one of the second complaints from agents, especially the agents that are not tech savvy and they've been selling real estate for 30 plus years. So I don't do that. But if you do do that, that's a part of the, once you send the email, if you send it through DocuSign, now you got to send a text. Hey, this is Carrie Witt. And then make a phone call. And if the agent doesn't answer, this is my husband. I'm going to give you his version. Hey, this is Mark with Caremark Realty Group. Call me back. I'm not calling you back. So it's going to be, hi, this is Carrie with Caremark Realty Group. And I just want to let you know that I just sent over a full price offer cash for this property um, via DocuSign. If you have any other questions, please give me a call. And please confirm that you received the offer. You can confirm via text, call me, or email me. I would prefer it in writing because if it's not in writing, it didn't get done. Right. Yeah, you can also put a, so the cool thing, yeah, the cool thing about DocuSign, DocuSign, Hello Sign, Adobe, Echo Sign, all these things you can track when it does get open. That is true. But you can also do uh, put a, a uh, receipt on it in email. But then you have people like me that do need the receipt. And I'll tell you. All right. Um, you can, yeah, you're right. In, in, in the MLS, in our market, you can actually check the box that says notify the agent that you're writing an offer. And this is, let me tell you what happens when you do that. When you check the box that you're sending an offer, when you check the box, as soon as you put a document in that client's folder, it automatically sends an email. And then I'm like, hey, where's the offer? So it really depends. And if your clients are wishy-washy, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure, but there you go. So you, you wrote the offer and then you confirmed it. Then as soon as the offer is received, and by the way, here's just another step in working with buyers. Some of you, when you, when, when we, so now you, you receive the offer, right? The listing agent, 
the listing agent, you're negotiating via email, via DocuSign, however you're negotiating, right? On a napkin, um, however you're negotiating, right? So then I like that video offers. I'm seeing, the, I'm trying to see with, with no glasses on. So I like the concept of the video offer. Now, here's the other thing. When you, when you negotiate back and forth, and, and I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the correct way. And then you're going to go talk to your broker or your managing broker. If you're in a state where we have managing brokers or designated managing broker or office staff, when, when the listing agent, when they counter, and then you go back to the buyer and the buyer accepts, the buyer's agent should update the contract. The buyer's agent should update the contract. Because if the listing agent has the seller sign, you have a fully executed contract in the, in the format that it's in, but now you got to get initials. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it is better if the buyer's agent updates. Now, as the listing agent, we want you to update it because we might get another offer. As the buyer's agent, we want you to sign everything because we don't want you to get another offer. So I get it. I understand why you do it. But now, buyer's agent updates the offer. We send it. We, can, we do the same steps. We confirm that you've gotten the offer, right? Right. Now, the listing agent sends everything back. Then now you have a whole nother step, right? You, you've got, you received the offer back. And now, so offer received. Next step, not cash. So the next thing you need to do in Illinois, the attorney's getting it, the loan officer is getting it, and the buyer is getting another copy. Even if, I'm sending it via email, even if I'm using dot loop or DocuSign transaction rules. And in our MLS, we can upload all of those documents as private documents into the MLS, make them available to the attorney, the processor, the loan officer, and the buyer, and the listing agent. And then I comply with license law. Because what a lot of people don't know, and this is why I like e-signatures, is you are required to give all documents to the consumer within 24 hours. If they sign it, within 24 hours. Okay. So, so you got to follow up. Now, um, and I didn't say this at the beginning, but when you write an offer, here's another tip. My loan officers like when I carbon copy them in the offer, because then what they can do is they can call the listing agent to kind of go over, hey, I just want to let you know this is a really strong buyer. They're really they're putting it down 25%, but the buyer gave me permission to tell you they could put down more money because you need help in this market, right? When, I don't know, what is... You, oh yeah, when it, when it goes under contract, I use a transaction coordinator. I had to read between the lines. I was like, what's that, what's that, right? Cultural tags, I need, I need full words. So right, use a transaction coordinator. You use someone else to help, right? So love that tip. So now you've done all of that. Now here's the, another step. Like this is, this is why a lot of consumers don't think we're professional because we don't have systems. So now you've emailed everyone. I'm going to tell you, you should have really good relationships with the loan officer and your attorneys. If it's someone new, be nice. Don't be calling the loan officer saying, hey, I didn't get an update. Like just say, hey, I'm just following up. Like be nice because eventually you might work with this person. So you need to look at your contract and, oh, I should have printed that out. I have a, um, a form that has all of the contingency dates on it. So now contingency dates, in your CRM, you put in all of the calendars. Hey, J-Man, you put in all of the calendar um, dates for the contingencies. And for those of you that don't use attorneys um, and you use like, um, you know, a title company, you, you're closing an escrow, it could be a little bit different for you. So that's a whole nother step, like turning your paperwork and following up because you become the person that's doing a lot of the work. So you need to put all of your contingencies in. 
And if you're in my MLS, you have to change the contingency flags if you're the listing agent in the MLS. So as the buyer's agent, I want the listing agent to go from attorney inspection review to mortgage contingency because I don't want all of you. I don't want Trina. I don't want J-Man. I don't want um, Ebony. I don't want any of you, Kimberly, calling the listing agent to say you're still um, in attorney inspection review. What's wrong with the buyer? Because someone else wanted the house. The house, there were multiple buyers. Okay, or offers. So now you've gone through your, you have your follow-up email. So this is where you're going to, in a new drip campaign is, you know, now you're under contract. You, you could have an email that says, now you're under contract, we need to schedule the inspection. Here are, you know, three inspection companies you could use. The fourth inspection company for me is Google. Google it because some people aren't going to like what you picked. So you get, you get Google as number four for everything. So now you've gone through the inspection, you've gone through the, and then, I mean, like, this is like making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. There's a hundred different ways to make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So, so now you, um, you, you followed up, you sent the email, you might even have a congratulations, you're under contract. And now your next steps are, and don't forget, here are some other tips. And it's once you've done this, please make sure there's another step. Your loan officers will love you. Please make sure if you haven't turned in all of your paperwork to the loan officer, don't turn in the W-2s today. Don't turn in the 1040s tomorrow. Don't turn in your pay stubs next week. Are you getting this? Don't turn in the bank statements next week. Really, don't do this. Like, don't turn it in like that because let me tell you what happens. Your loan officers or the, the processor takes everything um, or the underwriter, I think it's the processor, and they your file gets moved until we have all the paperwork in. So some of you really need transaction rooms or dot loop or Dropbox or Box or Google Drive or OneDrive because look, right? They said it like you, it's like pulling teeth. First of all, you should have turned in all that paperwork under the loan officer consultation. All of your clients should be fully underwritten in this market. I'm just going to say that but that's the loan officer process, but you could go have coffee with the loan officer and come up with a system. So please, that could be a part of the email. If you haven't turned in all of your documents and you're wondering why, why does the loan officer keep asking me for this? Oh, and a part of that email is, or video is, hey, I just wanna remind you when the loan officer asks you for, asks you for bank statements, again, don't get upset. This is, they have to do this with everyone. It is what it is. You're buying a house and pretty soon you're going to have keys, like make it exciting, like do something. You're going to have keys and then hold a champagne bottle up, do something if you're doing video. Make it exciting, make it, make it fun. So then, you know, you have another email follow-up. So, you know, you're saying, you might say, I just want to, you know, know, give you some tips. And we know that everyone doesn't think this way, but you might say, you might tell your clients, when you get emails from me, I'm consistent with everyone. You're going to get some fun emails from me. You're going to get some serious emails from me. You're going to get the 10 commandments of real estate from me that says, number one, don't go buy a car. Don't go look at a car. Don't go window shopping. Don't give anyone your, your social security number, because if you do that, you're not buying the house. If you go buy furniture, stay out of the store or leave. Yeah. Leave, leave everything at home. So, right. Then you have your, you have your clear to close. Now you have your final walkthrough. And you might even, during this process, you might get them excited. You know what? I want to just let you know. Once, you know, I want you to start thinking about this. I want you to start thinking about all of your family and friends that we're going to invite to your house more. Keep them excited. Keep them in motion. Oh, here's something I forgot at the beginning. And this is simply, hey, Mary. Um, so 
Um, oh, Marianne, I think that's what it is. So I, here's something to think about. During the entire process of the transaction, number one, you should always be asking your client for the referral because when they when they first start wanting to buy a house, every, they think everyone does. When I worked for a builder before I was licensed, I was telling all my family, my friends about these townhouses. I was like, you guys got to buy them. They're only 125, 124, 124, $124,000. Let me say that again, $124,000. I was telling everybody, I was only working on Saturday and Sunday. And I, I'm telling you, I was I sold that stuff for them. That's why I got licensed. So we become a referral magnet because we think if we want to buy a house, everybody else wants to buy a house. So during the process, so at least three times at the beginning, in the middle, and at the end, do you know of anyone else that would like to buy a home just like you? You've got to ask for the referral. It has to be a part of the system. I know. So then, right, we've got to find a walkthrough. I'm going to say this, but I'm also going to preface it with talk to your brokers and your managing brokers. I never want to give you advice that is not um, correct for your area. So when you go to the final walkthrough, in our MLS, we cannot use another agent's photos. As a matter of fact, I think that's an IDX rule across the country. It's an MLS rule. You cannot use anyone else's photos. You cannot share anyone else's listings without permission. You cannot. And some of you, this is where I get the, the funky you know, DMs. Why, Carrie? I'm a, I'm a member. I pay for it. It's because it is exclusively marketed by another company. So when you go to the final walkthrough, this is these are some things you might do with the final walkthrough. And depending on your state, maybe you could only have four people inside. This is a good time. So number one, when you go to the final walkthrough, make sure you have your list um, from the inspection to make sure the seller corrected the, the inspection, right? The next thing you're going to do in this system, because we had nine, but we're only talking about one so far, or we talked about two, um, make sure everything was corrected. You know, you might flush toilets, you might turn on the eyes on the stove, make sure, turn them, make sure you turn them off. You want to make sure everything that they said they were going to fix is fixed. If you are in Illinois, I challenge every real estate agent to read the back of the residential disclosure because if someone is not honest on the disclosure, your buyers have recourse. And oh, by the way, I'm not an attorney. I don't play one on TV, but sometimes I think I should go back to school. Okay, so now um, you've gone through the property. Oh, and this is another good time if you have if you, if they want to measure again, or if they want to bring if they're going to do any if they're going to take anything out of the property if they're going to gut the kitchen. This will be another great time for you to have any construction people come over. You know, if they have anyone that's going to do any work, that would be a good time. Now, if you're going to do that in the middle of the process. And you got to know the seller and you got to know the agent because not everybody wants you to do that. So right out the gate, if you know that anyone, you need someone to come in, have them come during the inspection. Because the goal is to make sure that we all collaborate together. And some folks just get irritated. All right. So also when you're at the final walkthrough, um, this will be a good time. Now, here's where I want you to know. Take a photo but do not post that photo anywhere. Do not post that photo anywhere until your buyers are walking out with the keys from closing at escrow or they, you know, some, some states you have to wait three days until you get the keys. So do not post that photo anywhere. That's why I'm like, go talk to managing brokers because you will need your own photo to market the property that it's sold. So I take a couple of photos. I take a photo of the property um, once it, um, now that we've done the final walkthrough on the outside of the property. If it's two days before you close and the seller still has furniture in the property, you're not taking photos, not on the inside, because they're going to know you took photos early. 
So take a photo and then take a photo with your client. That would be a good time to bring everybody's got that key, right? Or you've got the thing that looks like Instagram. Whatever you're going to do could be just so, you know, a sign, you know, everybody's selling them, all things real estate. Maybe I should sell them, right? So that would be a really good time to take the photo. And again, don't post it anywhere. And you might take a few. Some of you like the, the boomerang stuff, right? You might take a few. Um, and yeah. So that's what you would do at the final walkthrough. Now, if, and I didn't say this, if there were any issues that were not repaired, email that over to the attorney. Um, if you have a really good relationship with the listing agent, reach out to the listing agent and say, hey, we noticed that, that one of the GFIs wasn't put in, in the kitchen. Was that an oversight? And they might say, oh, yes. And then you might have someone that said, that, you know, the, they might hold back money at, um, in escrow. So there you go. Now. You, have, you might have your closing, part of the closing. I like that. I mean, like we, I gave you nine systems, but there's a system within every system. So now you've done your, um, your final walkthrough, right? Whole funds and escrow, right? So uh, final walkthrough, right? Because if some, I've, there's some, been some doozies. There's been some doozies. You might even hold money in escrow if the seller's going to rent back. I haven't seen that lately, but you could. So uh, at, so we did the final walkthrough. Now you have a checklist for closing. And this is, this is old school, Carrie. We, you know, we always went to closing and I would take out my title folder the day before closing. Here's me being organized. And I would go through my entire, all my documents and I would paper clip everything because when I got to closing, what I would do was if someone asked for a document, you should see that the attorney's folders were jacked up. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to look like that. I might be unorganized in my office, but you're not going to think I'm unorganized at closing. They always ask me for the document. In, in today's world, you could just please, from one managing broker to another, and to all of you that manage offices, you're going to love me for this. Please upload your documents to .loop, DocuSign, Google Drive, whatever they're asking you for the day you start working with the client, please. We beg you, because some of you can get paid at the closing table. We're testing it. Like some of so I know some companies do because the last company I was with, they did. But we had to turn in all of our paperwork or you weren't getting paid at the closing table. So please, please, please turn in all of your paperwork. And so the benefit of having all of your paperwork in is now you get to the closing table, you can open up your mobile device. And this is being recorded. It'll be there'll be a replay. Just scroll to about 40 minutes in. So once you, um, once you're at the closing table and the, the attorney says, you know, I need, or the, the title rep says, I need page one of the contract because there was a chain. You open it up, you say, here it is. You click email, email right to the, the closer. Easy. So please make sure all of your documents are in. The other benefit, here's the warmer coffee. The other benefit, hey, thanks for joining. And there's a replay. The other benefit of having all of your documents in is you can pay faster. I become the paperwork police because I've been audited. So you don't even, don't even, don't care. Can you just pay me? I'll put everything in. Nope. No, nope, 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 no, mm -mm. nope. Because I've been audited and I know what that felt like. So no. So turn in all your paperwork in. The other reason why you want to put in all your paperwork in at the beginning of the transaction is because Kimberly, who works for Fathom, is going to call me and say, hey, Carrie, I got an issue with one of your agents. Okay, tell me what it is. What's the address? Okay, give me a second. I open up that loop, DocuSign transaction rooms, whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, I see it's here. Let me reach out to the agent for you. I can't help you. I cannot help you. All right. So now 
you've closed. Now here's the fun part, and we can make this up. Everybody just type in the chat what you, what you do after you close. This is the fun part. Some of you go to closing, Tiffany's a thing, right? Tiffany glasses. Some of you could be Cutco, and they didn't pay me to say that. They might like that I said that. You're like, what are you doing at closing? Here, I'm just going to read this off because I, ha I have a list. Give me a second. Give me a second. As we look for my papers, congrats. You are ready to close. You're the buyer's agent, right? Uh, I'm going to read this off quick. Confirm that you have a clear to close. Verify your commission before the day of closing. Listen, verify the commission. Contra money. We get the, I get the, you know, when I used to work um, at uh, Baird and Warner, they sent us a commission statement. I'm working, I, I'm working on that one. Um, confirm the closing date. Confirm it. Confirm the location. You scheduled your final walkthrough. Bring a copy of the inspection issues. Walk through the property with your buyer. Make sure it's been left in broom clean condition. If items were not repaired, I just talked about that. You might, you, you might want to buy your client a closing gift. You could bring the closing gift to the final walkthrough, or you could do it at the closing table. You might even stage it and go back to the property because I'm just telling you, every time you see someone that um, has video, it's done after. It's probably done after because we have to plan it. Folks want to get dressed. They want to brush their teeth. They want to fix their eyebrows, right? They want to comb their hair. They want to put on their, their best shoes, right? Because when they walk up the stairs, they want you to see their red bottoms. I'm just saying, it's it, there's a video. So if you're going to do this, um, you could do it that way. Love it. Everybody's typing in what they do. Um, then you got to make sure you have a copy of the commission's check and the closing document, right? The CD. You can create an infographic for social media. You could create a reel for social media. You could do a video. Um, make sure your buyers, um, you, you add your buyers to, oh, so, and, and you, everybody's sharing, but also add in your, um, let me, I'm gonna, I want to read some of this. Also add in um, your CRM or the MLS. And our MLS, I can do this where it says anniversary. I put in, first of all, I can put in their wedding anniversary or some other anniversary, or I could also put in the closing date. Here's why you want to do this, because you could send out a card every year, happy home anniversary, and give them a market update for those of you that don't mail every month, right? The other thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to put them in an after you close campaign. So, and, and after you close campaign could be, you know, if you make any updates, keep track of all this, because when we go to sell your home in five to 10 years, you're going to want to make sure you're making updates. And you might put them on a drip campaign that says, you might not believe this, but Maintaining your home helps you sell your home in the future. Um, and then it's January. Have you done this yet? Have you mailed out the closing document for everyone that closed in 2021? Because they need it for their taxes. And then you say, and oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for your referrals, right? That's a Brian Buffini statement, right? So let's see. I, I got to read this one. So I see, um, I see a number two, email and a phone call, schedule the final walkthrough, verify correct commission. Oh, you got it. Start looking at the closing gifts, right? Closing gifts. Some of you, you got to know your clients. What if you have a client that may not be in, in, the, in a super financial position, right? You negotiate closing costs. You, you know, this is, this is one of your favorite friends and you got them to buy, you work really hard to get them to buy a house. You could do this. You could get permission. You could get permission from the listing agent. There, everybody's headed to closing. You could run over to the property. 
go back. You could bring the toilet paper, the paper towels, a bucket. Um, you know, you could bring a mop. You could bring all of your um, the cleaning solutions. You could put, depending on your client, a loaf of bread, a container of milk, and a stick of butter. Okay, I'm joking. A loaf of bread, some milk, some eggs. You know, and and then maybe do like, uh, here's a gift card for Domino's Pizza. Like you could just put it in the house because you know they're going to wish they had it. Or you could just put, let's just go with, you could just put in a gift basket and leave it in the property. How cool is that? And then you could put up a note that says, hey, you know, as you know, this is how I build my business. My business is based on referrals. Could you take a photo, maybe holding the gift or taking a photo of the gift? And could you post it on social media and tag me? And just say, hey, love working with Carrie. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, she was fabulous. Like, help them help you. Oh, you guys have lots. Let me repeat some of this for my podcasters. Take the closing gift to the pro- property prior to closing. It will be there when it r- arrives. Yes. I, yeah, folio is another option for transaction calendar. Client-centered gifts around their situation. Newly married, champagne. Yes. Uh, the foods, um, a dinner gift, perhaps. Absolutely. Closing gift, you, you know, and then remember you could schedule, you could simply schedule a, uh, a housewarming. And here's what you want to do. When you do the housewarming, you want them to give you the list. Who do you want to invite? Here's a form, fill this out. Who do you want to invite? It could be 20 people. We could be, you know, the social distancing one. And then get your attorney involved, get the loan officer involved, get everybody involved, get everybody pitching in that was a part of the transaction, whether they're going to show up or not. And then you could do, you could just pay for everything and not even go to a housewarming. And it could be simple. There you go. Kind of cool. A month later, yep. A housewarming uh, a month later. So, I mean, and that was the, that was just the buyer. one. And so we talked about a network. So I gave you nine systems. So let me just give them to you all again. And we went through like all the buyer. Um, and oh, let me, let me, and, and let me remind you, as soon as that client is done, and I said, you know, put them in a drip campaign, tag that client on, um, in your CRM. So you can start mailing to them every single month. And then maybe you're going to give them a great holiday gift. Um, I've done French fry cutters for families with children, and I add sticker with my logo as a closing gift, reasonably priced around 15 bucks. You know, we don't, everything doesn't have to be luxury. Like we see, you know, we watch social media. I've seen people give, you know, high-end purses. Hey, luxury market, go for it. But you also know your client, give your clients what they, you know, give people what they what they want, not what you want them to have. Ask them, you know, talk to the client through the process. Hey, so where do you like to eat? What do you like to do? You know, you'll learn pretty quickly. You'll learn pretty quickly. Pay attention to the kids. Pay attention to the kids. So, well, yeah, or go to the uh, housewarming so your client can introduce you. This is my agent that found the house for me. They paid for, you know, they, they bought the food today. You know, look at this closing gift they gave. You can have one too. And let me tell you, you start, you know, posting that you gave Tiffany glasses, your past clients are going to be like, I didn't get one. So you might have to do something, right? Kitchen knives. Yeah, I'm telling you, don't sleep on Cutco. They're sharp, but don't sleep on that because you can can brand it. Um, I love that housewarming idea, possible new prospects on the invite list, right? Um, You know, and let me tell you, this is a tip. Um, I can't think of her first name. I can think of her last name, California. 
and we talked about it. What she does is she walks the neighborhood when her buyers move in after they close. Now it's a little cold here in Illinois. It's cold, like right now it's even cold in this room. It all of a sudden the heat went off because we had to walk past the nest thermostat. She walks the neighborhood and welcomes and says, hey, I just wanna let you know that I brought in the buyer for the property down the street. And if you're ever thinking about selling, here's my information and she door knocks. You could do that. You could ask your clients if you can say, you know, can I send a welcome to the neighborhood? You know, you could do something like that. Like, but you get permission because not everyone is. Some people are a little conservative. Um, I don't show. Wait, let me go back. My children friend closed on friends closed on a home, and I bought her a picture album, and I added pictures of of us at walkthrough taken by the sellers. Oh, she loved it and cried. I'm telling you. And, and, you know, I get, you know, some people have, you know, taken photos of the property. Some people, when you go to sell, if you can tell someone's been in their house for 20 years, after you take the photos of the property that they're selling, you could put that into like an album for them. Like you could do a collage because some people don't want to leave their homes. Right. Man, that like touched my heart. So I don't show what's in the gift bags because it's different based on what I've learned about them. Don't want my clients salty about someone else's gift. Right. You know, and, you know, and not every, I have um, agents that I work with, uh, Sarah wears with it. She, she would laugh at me, but, you know, she's like, you know, I have clients that just don't care to share everything. They're conservative. But some people are like, show it, share it, share it, share it. Um, okay. So here are my, my, my nine systems, but you know, there's a system under every system. And, and yeah, and I, some, some of this, I need to come back and do some, some reboots. If you are in the agent journey, I'm gonna um, package this so you can have it. So number one, you need a lead generation system. If you haven't seen the video on YouTube for a sales funnel, I did a whole series, go back and watch that. Uh, buyer transaction system. And then I have about 12 other things under the system. A seller transaction system, a marketing system, a social media system, digital marketing system, follow-up system, after you close system and a networking system. Like that's just, that's just a few. That is just a few. So if you are listening to the podcast, thanks for joining me. And if you are live with me on Instagram, if you have questions, type them in the question mark in the bottom right-hand corner. And if you are on the podcast or here on Instagram, follow me on YouTube because you know my 2022 goal is to create video content every single week for you. And I'm also now doing TikTok. Yeah. <laughs>